What's up, Nana Nation lovers of Toronto Blue Jays? This is Blue Jay Edition 2019.3 trade deadline or just dead. I'm joined in studio with Brian Smith. Thank you so much, Brian, for helping us out. This is Blue Jay Edition. This is the Not After 30 podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. All right, man. This might actually be like the last recording in this version of the studio. It's crazy. Cheers, buddy. You want to drink to the sorrow that is the Toronto Blue Jays? Cheers. Go, Jays, go. What's up, 99 Nation and lovers of the Toronto Blue Jays? I'm joined in studio with a carnivore comedian, the baseball Brian, <laughs> the baseball <laughs> Brian. I was doing the baseball badass himself, Brian Smith. What's up, baby? What's up? I guess uh, I'm not really a badass, so you're that's not, fine. You're not really a badass. Not a badass. The, the okay. bald ass. Do you have a bald ass? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Show it. You prove it. I don't think you want to see back there. I mean, it's bald except for the hemorrhoids. Oh, okay. Wait, your hemorrhoids have hair? Well, they're on my ass. So. <laughs> okay. This is not why you tuned in. You tuned in because this is a Blue Jay edition. This is post-trade deadline. Yeah. Brian, I don't know really how to feel about it right now. Like, um, when, we were, when we were messaging back and forth about it, I, I kind of had this sad song playing in my heart. Yeah, so for me, every time a trade came through, it was like Charlie Brown music played in the background. Yeah. Like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wah, wah. Yeah, it was rough. It was a really rough experience for me. <laughs> All right, should we start with the Blue Jays before we go around the league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's start with the Blue Jays. Let's, uh, let's get the real sorrow out of the way here. And the All fact right. that they made a trade like way before the deadline. Yeah, like they, they, they started, I guess, the avalanche that was... The, the trade deadline 2019. Yeah. So, um, Stroh? You want to start with Stroh? We might as well. We might as well. The Toronto Blue Jays trade Marcus Stroman, hands down, their best pitcher, their ace. <laughs> Not their ace? He's their ace. He's but their ace, correct. Yeah. He's an ace on maybe like three teams in the league. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when he comes down to teams he could be the ace for. The Toronto Blue Jays would be one. Yeah. The Baltimore Orioles would be two. Yeah, they need pitching help. The Kansas City Royals would be three. Yeah. And Miami Marlins four. I get well because they traded uh, because they traded their rookie. Yeah. Right. It was like to me, he was pitching better than Stroman. But Stroman, Stroman really was. He was like the the player that defined. That defined Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Oh yeah, he was. The thing, like, he was gritty, he was fired up. Uh, Always had an opinion. Yeah, whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's a decent pitcher. Like, you know what, he's uh, having a career year, but, like, is this the Strowman that you're going to see every year? Right. Who knows? And, and that may have hurt his value on the market. I think if your name isn't Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander, and you're a pitcher... Inconsistency is probably the name of the game, because other than those two pitchers, I can't think of that many more pitchers. Current Corey pitchers, Kluber. yeah, Corey Kluber, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, there there are a handful of guys that are consistent in pitching, like starters, ace starters that are consistent. Strowman was probably he wasn't a, a tier A one, but he was a tier one B. I think he could be like on a. On any contender, because most of the contending teams have stacked pitching staffs, he's a fourth or fifth starter. But I'm, I'd say on your average team that has an ace, Stroman can be a, a number, a good number two, or a great number three. Yeah, or I, I, if and if he's on, he could vie for that number one spot. And and you know what? And even if he couldn't, even if he's your number two or three guy, he's pretty reliable. Yeah, yeah, he's. But once again. I don't know. I'm normally I'd be happy that we dealt him. I was like, we only had what control for one more year. Yeah. So normally I'd be happy that we dealt him, 
what um, when he was playing at his best. Right. right? Fair. Like made the All Star team this year. Like it was sell high, sell as high as you can. Uh, but the package we got back for him, you know, I don't like to be the guy that bases trades specifically just off like the top 100 prospect list. Right. But like neither player was on there. (laughs) Okay. So Marcus Stroman goes to the New York Mets, which I think deep down was a fuck you to the organization, to Marcus Stroman. Everybody, everybody, including his father. Yeah. Thought he was going to be a New York a New York Yankee. Yeah. So I think it was a little bit of a fuck you to Marcus Stroman. You heard the commotion. I, I didn't hear like the deep dive on the commotion, but from one report just saying that it it seemed like he was freaking out. He was kind of like uh, upset about the trade, I guess. I, I There have been like so many conflicting things. Tim and Sid tweet... Marcus Stroman, uh, Marcus Stroman's agent, and the Toronto Blue Jays are close to working out a long-term deal. Then he retweets that, saying, news to me. Yeah, yeah, like, that killed what? me. What? That, that's the thing, right? Like, the team's trying to, trying to maximize value, right? They're trying to maximize his trade value. His trade value becomes a lot better if he's working on a deal. Like, the difference is, is that this is Marcus Stroman, this isn't like a quiet team player, right? Like he's a team player in a different way. I shouldn't say he's not a team player. No, he's 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 gonna express his opinion regardless, right? Right. So you know, I, I think the big difference, if you look at Toronto's two best pitching pitchers, uh, in Aaron Sanchez and Marcus Stroman, those both those guys go about their business very differently. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you think there's any? Anything, any bright spots in this trade? Or are you just happy to get away from the Marcus Stroman Stroh Show Circus? I don't necessarily, like, I didn't mind the Stroh Show Circus. I think most competing, contending teams typically have to have someone that has that chip on their shoulder, that has that attitude, right? right. That's a little more boisterous, that can antagonize people, that can also rally the troops when needed. Right, like to me, Strowman's the kind of guy that, like, you know, sixth inning of a game, he's already at like a ninety pitch count, something like that, and we're down by a run or something, and it's a playoff game. He's gonna come in, he's gonna close that sixth inning, like he's gonna finish that sixth inning off good, but then he's gonna argue the fuck out of like a ball or something like yeah. that, and get ejected and then rally a team. Like right. he's that kind of guy, or he's gonna talk shit to one of the players he strikes out, yeah, and he, like it's gonna it's gonna kind of rile he's everyone a fire up and rally guy. the team. A hype right? guy. He's a hype guy. Yeah, I mean he is one of those few guys in baseball. I know it's rare in baseball, but he's a branded guy. Mm-hmm. He's the type of guy. His brand height doesn't measure heart. That's a notable image, you know. Yeah. So I feel for him. I own two of those shirts. One I paid for. And I'm, I'm probably still going to rock it because even, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Marcus Stroman. Uh, I, I heard there was like this thing. So the, he donned his new number, number seven, with the Mets. But when um, I think it was Under Armour or Nike, I think it's Nike, sent him his shoes. His shoes had six on them. Huh. So I don't know if it was like a thing where I don't know if six is retired at the Mets or anything like that. But I'm glad he didn't wear the six, but he should have wore five in New York for the five boroughs. Yeah. I thought, but then I realized it was David Wright who wore number five before. So there's no way he can touch that. Yeah. So, okay. So so the Stroh Show gone, hands down the best pitcher on the J staff right now. The package back. The package back. Prospects. I, so the one thing about both these guys is that I noticed is they're both high draft picks. Like they're both very high draft picks. The the one that's twenty four was it uh Simeon Woods Richardson. Yeah. Twenty four years old. Uh Big so if, lefty. Yeah. Yeah. If he hasn't broken the league yet, is that because oh, he's a righty, sorry, he's a righty. Mm, yeah. Is that because he was on the Mets? Like because <laughs> the Mets pitching staff is deep. Right? Like they've been they've had a deep pitching staff for years. Like, Mats, Wheeler, like, those you good third, fourth, fifth options. DeGrom. Right? DeGrom, yeah, you got DeGrom and Cindergard, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. So, talk about 
Jay's blowing trades to the Mets. There, there was talks that it's going to be like a three-team deal with the Padres. Syndergaard was going to go to the Padres. The Jays are going to pick up someone from the, the Padres, and then they were going to pick up one of these two prospects from the Mets. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that didn't happen to me. If the Mets are going to acquire Stroman, why would they get rid of It doesn't make Syndergaard. any sense. It makes no sense for the Mets. It's just like... It, it, that's a we don't know what we're doing trade this actually for the Mets it's like oh shit you guys are just saying hey we just needed one more arm in our rotation now we got to sort out the bats a little bit but, but that, we got we got Alonzo like we got some good yeah. bats in our system so is Mike Piazza still playing for him uh-huh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, the Mets are such a confusing organization because that central is so fucked with Milwaukee the Cubs like you're not messing around like there, there are some there are some teams that can play, so you got to be ready to go. And I and I guess this year, next year, kind of solidifies Strowman. And I I even heard like I I got it from somebody saying there's a possibility that they're going to try to turn Strowman into another deal for someone else. And if that was the case, I just feel like Strowman's trade value would be dropping rapidly if they're going to just pick him up to flip him. Yeah, no, that never made sense to me. Uh, East and L East. The, the Mets, not the Central, man. I'm oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> All right. It's late, but yeah. but the East is fucked too, man. You got the Nationals. The Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. Like, you got teams that are vying for a position and buying players as well, right? Yeah. So, and like, you got the Marlins, which are just middling. <laughs> yeah, I, I still know what's going on. But there. the 18-year-old, uh, Anthony K. No, he, I thought he was 27. Is he no. 18? Yeah. Oh, that, that, guy's, that guy's the young one. <laughs> He's still in, like, uh, I think he's in high A. Right. Not doing great in high A, but, like, the super high upside, right? Like, you get you get a first-round a first round pick that's young back. Like, you don't know what they're going to turn into. Right. So, like, maybe, maybe these guys, maybe these guys had a plan. Like, these are the guys that, have, like, brought up players like Carrasco, Bauer, right. Kluber, right? This is the same front office that, like, saw gems in all these other pitchers. Right, and you you so. got to hope that the Blue Jays player development, which is top six in the league, you got to hope that those guys can do something and wheel something out that that is going to turn these guys into big upside or, or at least some kind of pitching because in a couple of years when Nate Pearson shows up and ready to throw down, when uh, who's the other the younger guy, Eric uh, Paulino, is that right? Uh, I think so. I think that's right. I, and that might be a wrong pronunciation of his last name, but like he's another murderer. These guys may be four years away, but they're killing it right now in, in Double A. And like I've always been intrigued by Reed Foley, but he yeah. never seems to be able to put it together. Come the majors, that. yeah. But like in the minors, he always looks pretty good. Like uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's just one of those. Maybe he's gonna be a, like a minor league warrior. Or yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's just something that just needs to click still when he gets up. Could be a swing guy, too. I, I, I watched the game uh, yesterday against the Royals. He pitched pretty well. Uh, just in, the Royals. Against the Royals. But he, he didn't have great pitch command. His his fastball was all over the place. His cutter was kind of all over the place. And uh, he has a pretty decent slider. And I think that was the only thing that was hitting. And I think they are saying on the telecast... He usually uses his slider to set up his fastball, but his fastball was all over the place that the slider was getting guys chasing, so he just kept throwing the slider. Yeah. So, okay, well, moving forward, Strowman win or loss. Do you think this? Do you think this is going to be a win? I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to end up being a loss. This is for me. It's Roy Halladay all over in the sense of you got these prospects back for Roy. Kyle Drabeck, I'm still waiting for him to win a game. Like when when's that gonna happen? At least Drebeck when we got him, but it shows that trades when you get top one hundred prospects. Like Drebeck was what like a top ten He's when top, we got yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like he Super was supposed to be the shit. Yeah. When we got him, right? And like just arm issue after arm yeah. issue after arm issue, right? So you never know. You really you don't know what you're getting when you get prospects in general. Yep. Um, I wish that we got someone that was maybe like right about to hit the league. That would kind of make sense with where some of our bats have been coming up. Right, like, totally. Like our our bats next year are probably ready. Maybe the year after they're ready. They need I, we need. They're like doing really well two, so far. Yeah, one or two, one or two more guys throwing the lineup, but like they overall we look ready there. So I have to agree. All right, so moving forward, I guess more of a lower end deal, but 
The Jays trade David Phelps to the Cubs for Thomas Hatch. Pitcher for pitcher. I think it's just expiring contract for slightly younger prospect. Yeah, yeah, that one was... Uh, that one wasn't... Uh, it's not even really worth talking about, I don't think. I don't think we're gonna... I don't think that one... We're not losing any sleep on that one. Yeah, exactly. It's David All Phelps right. is gone. All right. Uh, the Jays trade Daniel Hudson to the Washington Nationals for Kyle Johnson. Again, pitcher for pitcher, expiring contract versus younger Pilar. Um, and it was kind of sad to see Hudson leave, although all the talk was about it. He was just, he was one of those few bright spots in the bullpen. Um, mm. Going past that, then we have... I'm, can I just say, Hudson, what, we signed him on like a one year? Yeah. Like, we flipped him for a prospect. That's not bad. Anytime no. you sign, like, it's the same thing with Sogard. We yeah. signed Sogard, totally. you flip him. Anytime you flip a uh, one-year Sogard, signing. career year Sogard. Okay, yeah. we're going to get there. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about the big, the second big arm that, to leave the Blue Jays. Again, I didn't think the pitchers were, these guys were going, but I think this one is the biggest fuck you to Scott Boris because I believe the Aaron Sanchez train got derailed when he signed with mega agent Scott Boris. Boras. I don't know, man. Like, all the blister shit with Sanchez, like, it, there's the finger issues never seem to go away. No, never. And, like, not many other players seem to have developed these finger issues and kept them. The only one I can think of is, like, Rich Hill from the Dodgers. Right. Only one I can think of that seems to have the same finger issues that Sanchez has. So weird. Um... And just once again, like, yeah, he was having a shit season, but this is a guy that was, I'd say, arguably three years ago, better than Strowman. Oh, like, yeah. This guy was going to be our ace. He was, he had everything in the make. He had the size. He had an, an incredible curveball, um, fastball in mid nineties, like a guy that could definitely go, but something happened. Yeah. Something the happened, only it's just thing, not the same. The only thing that might makes any sense is him signing with Scott Boris. Who else is with Boris? Isn't uh, uh like isn't Harper every, with Boris? Like every fucking big guy in the league. Every big guy in every league. Yeah. Honestly. Um, okay, so the Jays send Sanchez, Joe Biagini, and prospect Cal Stevenson, who's playing for Denny Eden was playing for Denny Eden, so that's uh, double A, high double A. And wasn't he playing lights out? I'm gonna pull up his stats right now. Th- this trade boggles my mind, and I feel like they've traded a lot with Houston over the last couple of years. This is a third pitcher they've traded, third big name pitcher they've traded. A couple of years ago, Liriano, who they traded, who they got um, uh, to Oscar Hen- Hernandez in the yeah, deal. That trade looks great. Yeah, that trade looks great for the Jays right now. Then the Giles for Osuna trade, and now Sanchez. Um, for a high-level prospect, older prospect, Derek Fisher um, had like 111 stolen bases. It just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense it's to me. It's a lot to, to give. Cal, Cal, like, don't throw in the prospect. If you want to give Sanchez totally. and be a genie for Derek Fisher, that seems more reasonable to me. Sanchez has way too much to prove, and be a genie can't seem to make it work as a starter. Right, but but that's okay. Like, <clears throat> Biagini had found his spot. His spot was long, middle relief, middle relief, relief. Or, and then most recently, setup man. And, yeah. And he was doing really good. He was doing really good this season. He had seemed to get his game going. Okay, he's not going to be a starter. No one's losing sleep over that. Keep him in the bullpen. He's a big, durable guy who doesn't get hurt. Why not keep him? Like, okay, fine, I get you can't keep him. But, man, you gave up a lot. This fucking Derek Fisher motherfucker... Left fielder, like another outfield, like we need another fucking outfielder. This guy has to be fantastic. Yeah. Because this trade burns me harder than the Stroman trade. Well, uh, I look at Cal Stevenson, and he's batting 300, 298. Um, He's got, uh, he's actually, his on-base percentage is, he's got 400 on-base percentage. Like the man's walked as many times as he's struck out. And he's... At high A, the age difference right now, he's about half a year younger than his competition. Yeah. And, like, it's like, yeah, I get he's only at high A. Right. But, like, why are we giving away a prospect that's playing that well? Is he playing above his head? Is that why? Like, tough to say. I look at his career stats and, like, 
doesn't look like he's playing above his head. He's playing fine. He looks like he bat that way in at the in the NCAA and in 2018. And it's like, why are we giving away players that can get on base? You know, I that's fine. Why why are you getting? I get I get this outfielder Derek Fisher has a lot of excuse me, a lot of upside, power, speed, consistency. I get it, but you're looking at a fantastic outfield right now. No joke. Like you have Randall Grichik signed long term. You have Hernandez, who may or may not be on his way out in the next whatever year and a half or whatever is left on his contract. You have Goriel, who's who's Jose Batista, twenty nineteen right now, who's a, a modified modified infielder now outfielder. Plus, you got Anthony Alford waiting in the wings. You have um, who's the other dude that they had up earlier in the season playing center field? Oh man, I yeah. But anyway, you know like. The outfield, I feel like, is very, very, very promising. You're gonna put, you're gonna put in this, this, uh, let's let's call him a blue chipper, aged guy, 25 years old. He bat 165 last year. He bat 212 the year before. On base percentage, right around 300 all years. Like, uh, but like strikes out more than he walks by a, a lot. Jesus. And, like, yeah, the stolen bases aren't anything special either. Like, the power seems like it could be there, but it's... Mm, who knows? Like, and stolen I bases just, was his big thing, right? He's fast. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't turn into statistics when I look. But also you need to get on base to steal a base. Yeah, it's he doesn't have, like... like he, even Billy Hamilton can get on base more than this guy has. And Billy Hamilton, at least, you got a ridiculous outfielder there. Right. So I believe because of all that shit that Sanchez's agent was talking, I think this is one of those fuck you moves. I think it's one of those things that the front office said, okay, look, listen, like I don't, we're not dealing with this guy. He's talking so much shit. He thinks we need him. Even though Sanchez turned it over, turned it around over his last three starts. They're saying here, you're going to go to a contender. Here you go. You can deal with Nolan Ryan and his goddamn fastball because we're not like we don't care anymore. We like th- this is a Blue Jay saying, Aaron Sanchez, we officially give up on you. Dust our hands off, Joe Biagini. Thank you for the couple of years. You're a Rule Five guy. There's not much more we can do with you. Here you go. The prospect is kind of where I'm scratching my head because the system seems to be all about it. But one thing I did hear on the radio that I thought was kind of interesting: most of the trades that they did, most of the trades that they put together were for pitching prospects. The reason being is the de- fairly depleted minor league system for somewhat decent arms. Yeah, for sure. Like everyone, you can look at our roster and say, "Hey, what's the big glaring hole pitching?" Right? <laughs> it's it's been that way for years. Like even when both Sanchez and Stroman were coming up, it was like, "Shit, who do we round out the rotation with after these guys?" Like, there's no yeah, one to round out the rotation it. with. That's right? exactly so, it. Uh, and then once they both start to falter a bit, it's like, shit, we don't have anyone. You, you, you got to think that Trent Thornton, who's probably the best, the best pitching young pitcher we have right now. There's all this talk last year, all this Baraki, Baraki, who's again on the DL. Um, and then you have Pannone, who is another guy who's supposed to be like a number five guy. These are not like your main guys. No. Like who do you, who do you have? like shoemaker? I get the shoemaker thing, the Buckholtz thing. Like those guys had a shitty shake, but they're they're not going to be back to help out. So now you're looking at a rotation that may or may not have two one or two year guys rounding out the, like starting rotation. Is every game going to be an opener pitcher? Or are we going to have a starting pitcher? It's yeah, man. It, it's rough. Um, like Pannone, I always thought he had promised, but then like whenever we bring him up, I'm, I know like any game I've watched, I've never been like super impressed with his stuff. And then, um, yeah, Baraki like last year looked like, man, where'd this guy come from? This guy could be something. Totally. And then, like, he's not healthy this year, which is, it just seems like Jay's pitching. That's another thing that we struggle with. It seems like, Everyone in our pitching staff always gets hurt lately. Like when the year that we did so well, like I think it was 2015, 
because I'm thinking 15, yeah. 16, those two years. I think yep. 15, we didn't have a starter hit the DL. That's right. And that that's remarkable. And then the following year, they all hit the DL. Yeah. Yeah. That's in, yeah, it just seems like that like, year cursed us. It was like, all yeah. right, you got one healthy year and you that's couldn't it? do anything with it. Yeah. You couldn't win. You couldn't beat <laughs> fucking Kansas City. But also maybe that's the problem. Maybe by the time you get to to the ALCS and these guys haven't hit the DL, they haven't had a break at all the yep. whole time. Maybe that's the problem. Yep. Maybe like the, only only the absolute elite, only the Scherzers push three hundred innings right. and still look good. Only Bumgarner gets to the playoffs and it's like, Jesus Christ, he's better in the playoffs yep. than in the regular yep. season. Yeah, you know who that doesn't happen to? The the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw. No. No, he is quite the opposite. Anyways, no. Um, okay, and the last last but not least, we'll just touch on Eric Sogard. Um, Eric Sogard, I, career year. Thank you for what you did. You Thank got you. us a, you totally. got us a return for being a one-year rental player. Yep, totally. And, I mean, Eric Sogard, all, everybody who follows the Jays, like, I love Mike Wilner. I think he's really, really smart baseball guy. He's like, this guy's gonna drop off, and when he drops off, people are gonna be asking for his head. This is two two players to be named later. Who knows? Like almost never is that a good good thing no. to see. But if we're looking at two prospects from the the Rays organization, the future Montreal Expos, if that's the case, that might be a best case scenario because the Rays have a way of finding guys. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really disappointed in a few things with the Jays overall for the trade deadline. Now that we've passed all the all the trades, Ken Giles, why are you bringing him in? Like, you know he's getting traded. Why are you bringing him in in the like couple games before the deadline? Yeah. Like, you've already you've already dealt Strowman, and then you're still bringing in Giles. And it's like yeah. we could have got so much for him. Not so much. Relievers actually were going relatively cheap, but he would have been the top tier reliever. We could have got probably the best return for Giles. You gotta hope that that'd be the case, but I, I thought for sure, I thought for sure he's gonna be gone. But at, when I when I heard his name not going, or when I didn't see his name going, at that point I I, I said to myself like, oh shit, he, a he's more hurt than we know, yeah. or. The whoever whoever was possible suitor found a cheaper replacement. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, injuries like in on his pitching elbow. Like, uh, immediately, I'm like, even if it's loose bodies in the pitching elbow, uh, I don't want that. No, nope. I don't want to touch someone that like is having an injury right now. If I'm a contender, why am I going to bring in someone that's just had surgery? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so. So maybe the off season, if if possible, but I think he's done after the season. I don't think. Yeah. I, I can't remember what terms left on him. I was like, I was like, I thought we had him for one more year as well. I can pull that up right now. All right. Well, here's some things I thought for sure Freddie Glavis was going to be gone, but it just didn't seem like anybody was really looking for a decent shortstop. Yeah, and like once again, he's you've seen him in Atlanta like the last three years before this year, right? And he never seemed to be able to put together. Is this? The outlier year for him, or possibly. Right. Um, I mean, really defensively fantastic, but now that now that Bochet um, Bo Bichette is up, I can't imagine him not not playing majority of the games from this point on. I'm sure you're gonna like rotate those guys around a little bit, but yeah, that's that's the thing. I thought maybe maybe you see. Smoke go maybe yeah, Smokey smoke goes yeah. and then if someone has to rotate play first base for the rest of the year someone plays first base right and slash the you, you got those guys so you you got Roddy Telez who may or may not be a major leaguer by the end of the season you have um, uh, what's the guy from got from New York not McKinney the other guy uh, sorry just to interject before we get back there uh, arbitration last year arbitration next year for Ken Giles okay. So, hey, maybe next year is the year. Um, shit, where were we other than that? We're, we're, we're talking about possible other first basemen. Yeah, Telez could be interesting. I just, I don't know, I don't know what happens at first base. Justin Smoke may or may not be worth 
um, like an extension. But, I mean, he still gets the job done. He's, at this point, the longest standing Blue Jay. Yeah, but the thing that... Here's the the thing that I struggle with with Smoke is, like, when he's batting to 70, to 60, it's totally acceptable to have him on your roster because he's still going... He's still going to walk a ton. He's still right. going to be a 100-walk-a-year roughly guy. Right. Right? So you're still going to get, like, that 350, 375 on-base percentage, which is amazing. Like, you need players like that. But... It's the Jose Batista syndrome. As players start to start to age and bat speed and blah, bat blah, blah. speed and everything drops, yeah, and they're not hitting. They're hitting two twenty, two thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that on base percentage doesn't look as appealing to me. And at the same time, like, do I trust them to continue like to bat in the middle of my lineup? I don't want anyone batting less than two sixty in the middle of my lineup unless it's like Chris Davis. Right, but even Chris Davis, who's batting like a, a buck nineteen or something right now, like is okay. So uh, the talk was keeping Smoke in the lineup to kind of somewhat protect Vladdy Jr. I don't know if I even buy that argument That's... anymore because with the way that the pitching game is and the stats that are out there, you you can pitch to almost anybody, and I mean the chances that he's actually knocking things out of the park these days. I, f- I feel like it's like you have a greater chance of something else happening. I just yeah, I, I, think I that's just a don't dumb buy argument. it. I just don't buy it. You know, like I think that's a dumb the argument. The protecting it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so that guy I was thinking of was Brendan Jury, who's who's possibly going to be the Blue Jays version of Chris Bryan. He, I feel like he's playing right field. He's playing first base, third base, sometimes second base. He's all over the diamond. He could be that utility guy for the Blue Jays. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he turns into a utility guy. And hey, if he likes that role, and if he's good with it, never if born. He's actually good at the positions. Then sure, why yeah. not? Right. And like Jury's been kind of a head scratcher this year. It seems to me like he has. Drury kind of reminds me of the guy that, like, if the game's not important, he's, he's not he's not playing that well. Yeah. But, like, it seems like any big clutch moment, like any Jays comeback you think of this year, he's got a home run in. Yeah. Uh, batting 219, 11 home runs, 28 RBIs. Um, he's he's doing better than his – he's not doing better than his uh, average, but the guy, he's a guy that I think – if he stays with the Blue Jays for the next two seasons, with the with the talent level that the Jays have, I think he's a guy that could definitely push himself or be like be a guy who pushes himself to be better, and maybe maybe enough to to get himself as a supporting role. I want to see how he plays in competitive games. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Fair. I want to like as I said, like it always seems like the games that were where like we're rallying and we're coming back and we're in a hard fought game. He delivers. So if we're a competitive team and we're we're in games like that, I'd be curious to see how he does. Like he could have I could see him being that player that has that Tulo esque playoff run. Like Tulo, everyone forgets for the Jays, like he bat like f- almost five hundred in the playoffs in like twenty sixteen for us. Okay. The yeah. one bright spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the. I'm sorry. You're a Tulo hater. I forgot. I I'm a Tulo lover. I think yeah. he was great. You're loving him on his Lo- retirement tour. Loving the loving the DL. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. I just think also Tulo was great for developing people defensively. I think. I think work ethic. A lot of people admired him for that. And and defensively, he's a stud. Yeah. Defensively, he's always been strong injuries and the bat kind of hurt him in the long run. Oh yeah, for sure. I I would love to bring him back as just a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be great. Like I, Donaldson I, had career years defensively next to Tulo. I I don't know if Tulo would ever I think his only move is back to Colorado as coaching staff or something along the line. I don't think he enjoyed his time in Toronto. I think he had a hard time with it. I think that showed in some of his on-field stuff. And New York, I think, was just like a last ditch effort. Look at all the ex Blue Jays on the on the Yankees right now. You have Edwin. You had Tulo. Who did they just pick up to? Um, just recently, they grabbed somebody. They have so many ex Blue Jays, man. Let yeah. me pull up their roster. We'll go through. I'm sure there's at least five. 
I'm going to go over this. I'm going to name out some names. You tell me if you, if you recognize them. Jason Adams. Nope. Buddy Boschner. Boucher. Nope. Wilmer Font. Yes. Sam Gavilio. Yes. Ken Giles. Yes. Derek Law. Yes. Tim Meza. No. Thomas Pannone. Yes. Sean Reed Foley. Yeah. Justin Schaefer. Yeah. Trent Thornton. Yeah. Ready for this one? Jacob Wagaguspak. I I recognize the name actually. It's the like that's like the uh, Ukrainian yeah, dude or whatever. Six six two thirty five. Yeah, that is the Toronto Toronto Blue Jays. That's our bullpen. Bullpen. Vladdy just launched a second home run of the game right now. Fantastic. While we're, while we're doing this. Well, Vladdy seems to be the one high. I mean, the young studs, the blue chippers, the, the Gen two guys, all those guys seem to be they're all up at the big house now they seem to be really enjoying it and they're playing it i think it's i think it's since boba has been up at least one of them has homered in every game since he's been back up or since he's been up mm-hmm. calvin biggio cranked one yesterday vladdy had two grand slams i mean come on now like is he steve pierce all of a sudden in the playoffs yeah really i mean I, i'm happy i want i want these guys i want vladdy to have at least 20 home runs by the end of the season no, I think that would be great. If Vladdy heats up, finishes the year strong, that'll be... I think that's always huge, finishing the year strong. He, he won't be a contender. He's at 11 home runs now, probably 12 after that home run, home run. But he won't be in the Rookie of the Year uh, talk. But but he will be an, all, a, an all-star for the Blue Jays for the next at least five years. Yeah. For the next, for he sure. will be the represent representation for the Toronto Blue Jays for the next five years. The one thing I'm really stoked about... Is we've been talking talking about him now for two or three years, but these Gen two guys, all these second generation ball players, they're finally here. So now we can stop saying, "Oh, just wait." Now we can watch them develop. Now we can see how they play. You can go watch some of these guys who will be phenomenal ball players for a couple bucks, which is, I mean, and you can get great seats right now. Yeah. I, I was on. I've traditionally always bought tickets straight from Ticketmaster or, or the um, box office. I went on one of those secondhand sites. They are giving away Blue Jay tickets. You can you can sit first row 100 for less than $40. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's, uh, it's insane. It's uh, also, you know, indicative of where the team is right now, right? <laughs> they, they will, so they're going to probably win all four games in Baltimore. They just went all three games in Kansas City. Um, then they play the Yankees, which is probably going to suck. Um, but, and we're going to mash that shitty pitching staff. Yeah. The Yankees, dude, Paxton is fucking killing my fantasy team, man. <laughs> what the fuck, James Paxton? Step up. What is going on? Um, I, I haven't looked at the, the, the Yankees roster, but... It, Everyone's hurt. Like, you look at the roster, and it's just like a bunch of injuries. Injured, 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 injured. Honestly, that team, the fact that they're still so high up there, given their injuries and given how shitty their pitching is, it's remarkable. Yeah, but look at these names. Zach Britton, Chapman, um, Chad Green, Jay Happ. Uh, There is some, like, James Paxton, Paxton, um, uh, Tanaka. Like, there are some, like, serious names on this list. Why? You're telling me that you can't get that done? Yeah, Tanaka, like, Tanaka, I think, has a little more luster on his name than, like, what he's delivered over the past few years. This year, he was a lot better, but now, like, the last few starts, he's fallen apart. Where's Sanchez? Is Sanchez injured? Gary Sanchez? Yeah, yeah Gary Sanchez is injured. Stanton's injured again. Oh, Stanton forgot, came yeah. back, and he's out again. And it's just like, man, like... Their infield is so dangerous, though. Oh, when when it was rumored we were trying to get Glaber Torres for Strowman yeah. with the Yankees, there's like baseman. do it, do it, throw in Cal Stevenson, throw in Sanchez, <laughs> that, that's give him Aaron Sanchez. Like, it'll be like you guys need a second Sanchez on your team. I give <laughs> everything, man. You can fucking sell every player that we traded. You know what's funny together though. for but, this guy. You know, okay, so Torres. Took um, a ton. he won the job from Brandon Drury, and that's why the Brandon Drury became expendable. Yeah. But could you imagine then Doris shows up in Toronto <laughs> and Drury's like, "Oh fuck off! Could I? Could, you couldn't have sent me back to New York." 
Oh, yeah, yeah really. I mean, the, New York's a lot of people's favorites to win the World Series. But if they're not healthy, I don't see it happening. And pitching always. We see with the Dodgers every year. Pitching fuck yeah. matters come playoff time. The, the, you look at some of like the five top teams you got. In the American League, you got to imagine Houston's going to be there. Houston is going to be close. New York, you can't count Boston out, but they still have to make the playoffs first. You know, like Tampa might be like Tampa might be screwy. They might be that like that that mangy team that just ends up freaking somebody out. Hey, if Tampa ends up in a wild card spot, let's say Snell Snell should be back by then. He puts together like he's ace material. He hasn't had the best year, but ace material. He, he can win you some games though. He puts together a good game. Like yeah, man, Tampa could sneak in and really kill whoever. Like probably the the wild card could very well be. The Red Sox versus the Rays could very well be. Man, could you even imagine? Okay, in the NL, who is there anyone you like in the NL? Oh, I mean, who do I? I love Milwaukee, man. I want Milwaukee so bad. Yeah, yeah. I want Milwaukee to do something. I, and that fan base—they're so dedicated. I just wish—I wish something great could happen for them. Okay, so like just a quick rundown in the in the American League: New York, Minnesota, Houston, all leading the pack there. Go down to the National League: Atlanta, the Cubs, and the Dodgers leading the pack there. But you can't sleep on San Fran. San Diego, I thought would have a major turnaround. They still haven't hit that corner yet. Um, St. Louis, Milwaukee, like they're close. And then when you look at the East, it's so fucked. At, uh, Atlanta, Philly, Washington, the Mets, and Miami. I mean. Can it, like that might be actually the most interesting one to watch is the NL East. I think Atlanta's a really strong team that has lacked once again. Like I look to pitching, like their bats are amazing. Right. Like you, come on, Acuna is ridiculous. Is he is he the best hitter in the National League right now? Probably. I mean, uh, <laughs> like, do you think? Okay, let me ask you this: the big deals like, made. Yelich, Christian Yelich. Yeah, Yelich. He, he was on fire <laughs> earlier in the season. Let me ask you this. All those big names that signed in the offseason. So Trout signed the big contract. He didn't move, though. Harper signs a big contract, goes to Philly. They automatically sat out of his jersey. Um, and then you have Machado, who ended up in San Diego. Are those teams, are they seeing that return? Are they seeing anything from those guys this season? I don't think, like, the, the, Machado's still playing well, so is, like, Harper's still playing he's playing well. He's playing really decent, really, really yeah. decent. But he's not, he's but, not shooting the lights out. He's not. But Machado played, like, shit for the Dodgers when they got him. Oh, yeah. And he openly said, he's like, yeah, I stopped trying after a while. Like, yeah. dude, you're in the fucking World Series. You don't want a ring? Yeah. Yeah, so... Any if Machado's playing better than that, you're happy. His defense is outstanding. Yeah. It always is. Like he's got a cannon for an arm, absolute cannon. Yeah, that don't impress me, man. You got you just because you, you have a great arm isn't enough for that money to to move to move leagues, move coast. Like you did a you did a lot in this off season. You had to have more than an arm. Yeah, and I think what he's batting like two eighty with like. 20 something dingers and like 65 ribbies like uh, that's the last time i checked like i right. think he's doing he's still doing pretty good like machado historically has always kind of lived right around that like high two cusp like i'm not surprised if he's right around that again he just gives you so much so much in your lineup like he really gives you Really gives you that ability, a third base or shortstop. So right. you have that flexibility. He can play both positions, play them both well. He can hit decently. He can sit in the middle of the lineup and actually provide protection to someone if you think protection is still a thing. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat some more words here. Batting 278, 26 dingers, 67 um, RBIs, three stolen bases, OPS of oh, north of 850. He's having a good. He's having a really good season. He's above his his career average. And the defense. And the defense. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got to compare his numbers to Harper. Let's tie this off because we we've, we've fallen off the Blue Jay bandwagon. Okay, let's talk. Let's we're talking trades. Let's go through a couple of the other big ones. Okay. Uh, Grinky. Grinky. Okay, he's the one I think of. So again, I think I think Houston had the best trade deadline day. Um, is Zach Greinke 
the Zach Granke to get them over? No, he's not. But is he like an ideal number three on that team? All I know is that whoever they round out their rotation with come playoff time of their four guys, like what happens if Aaron Sanchez magically plays like a stud? Which he will, because he's been traded. Yeah, like if he if he plays like a stud there, and because they seem to get the best out of their, everyone. Totally. Right, like uh, their Especially pitching staff's their already ridiculous. It, because it's Nolan Ryan running the show there. One of the most revered pitchers of all time. More complete games than all the guys on the top list. Add them all together. Nolan Ryan has more perfect games and more complete games than all those players. He's one of the all-time best pitchers. So when pitchers go to that team, look at Verlander. Verlander got there. Verlander was done. (laughs) Done on on top of being done. He didn't want to be there. No. He didn't want to be in Houston. He's had a career renaissance because of the move. And I I guarantee you it's because it came from the top. Ryan Simon, I'm like, listen, motherfucker, we got to get some rings. You need some more rings. Let's get some rings. Garrett Cole. Pirates. Garrett Cole. Another one. Garrett Cole start off top prospect for the Pirates. Comes in. It's like, oh, man, this guy's going to live up. Has an injury. Never kind of looks the same again. Looks a little off. Still a decent pitcher, but not an ace. Houston gets him. Amazing. Turns him around. Unbelievable. Him around. Like, Garrett, like, so, Greeky is pitching well. And when you're pitching well in Arizona, you, you that's amazing in its own right. Pitching well in, like, Arizona or Colorado is remarkable. And Houston didn't have to give up. Like, they gave up four players, but they gave up four players that no one's ever fucking heard of. Yeah. And, you know, for Arizona, it's more so a win. You know, Houston's taking on, I'm pretty sure, like, most of the salary. of I got to imagine, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's they didn't have to keep much salary. They get some prospects back, some that... If if they turn in anything for Arizona, that's a huge win, right? Like, because he expressed that he doesn't like to play there. He expressed that he's not happy. He signed with them because he thought they were going to be a contender. And then, what, a year and a half later, they go in, they, they, blew they it get up. rid of Goldie. Yeah, <laughs> they blew it up. No, they let Goldie walk, didn't they? Did they trade him to St. Louis? I thought, I thought they traded no, him to he St. Walked. Louis. No, he, he signed in St. Louis. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure they traded him to St. Louis. Okay. So, well, mind you, like, all Arizona's garbage. So, the other big trade that I think had uh, most of the sports Ooh. rolling. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Get, okay. How crazy. First of all, an Ohio-Ohio matchup. Cleveland and Cincinnati rarely trade. But they trade Trevor Hothead Bauer, one of their key rotation guys yeah for half of the Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds lineup you have Puig uh, Riaz who are coming from um, two I mean I'm going to say cornerstones but let's say legit all-stars yeah yeah I can get behind that okay uh, Logan Allen again uh, Victor Nova Nova and Scott Moss so this is like a three player deal right so they also San Diego um, got Trammel, Trammel from the Reds, and Trammel's pretty much ready. Like yeah, so and it's, yeah, but it, it was Cleveland who kind of changed drastically the look of their team. I think this is great for the Indians. Who? I think for Cleveland, oh, I think Cleveland. this is great for everyone. But I think Puig's a second half hitter. He's mm-hmm. always been. He's always been a slow starter, great hitter. He's still fiery, but I don't think he's as toxic as Trevor Bauer for your team. And I think the Indians' rotation, even though Trevor Bauer has been amazing, I think their rotation holds up fine. I think they've got some injuries, but once people come back, like you got Kluber, Carrasco, um, Salazar's on the just coming back from the 60 day DL. Like you've got arms already. So, and Logan Allen, Logan Allen he projects as a like fourth fifth starter when he actually when he comes up logan allen could be the steal of this trade i think logan allen could end up for them like a number three even a number two 
He's don't, got. Don't forget about Shane Bieber too. Shane Bieber is a yeah. great pitcher. And Bieber's been Bieber's been, mind you, really first year that to me that he's been that impressive. Fair. Uh, don't forget they have the toe clipper Tyler Clipper from a Blue Jay. Ooh. Yeah, Tyler Olson as well. Like they're like they've got some they've got some pitchers that can go. I'm actually really impressed with the pitching staff here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just to get get back to that trade. I love, 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 love trades like this because how much is involved. The architecture behind these trades is not just like a couple phone calls, like, hang tight, dude, I'll be right back. Yo, bro, can we make this deal? Yeah, yeah, you give me this guy. Cool, cool. Let's make it happen. This is a big deal trade. Yeah. Uh, For Cincinnati, it's a win. Cincinnati's pitching rotation really is, to me, the only thing stopping that team from being competitive. Right. Like, Cincinnati, to me, has some of the best young infielders in the game cincinnati's got their own problem so yeah they got their own problem but i think pitching's always been a problem who knows what they'll get from alex wood alex wood just came back right so that'll be interesting to see what they can get from him uh and trevor bauer if he can deliver there i mean it's a more hitter friendly park right that's the other thing too so uh and then the padres the loser of this trade isn't a team the loser of this trade is will myers Will Myers was, like, bouncing around. He wasn't getting a ton of playing time. He's batting, like, 220, and he finally gets some playing time recently. He starts to hit, hit well, looks looks all right. And then the Padres, who'd they deal originally? Um, didn't they deal? They dealt away an outfielder, right? The Padres? I, yeah. It's not coming to me off the top of my head. I was, like, trying to think of who they dealt. They opened up space, whether it was an injury or a trade, a space opened up for Will Myers to become an everyday player again. <laughs> and then they booted him. And then they didn't boot. Well, they, they bring in Tyler Trammell, and Tyler Trammell's going to get playing time over totally, Will yeah. Myers. Yep. Right? So it's just like, man, this guy, this guy can't get a win right now. Are there, are there any other big trades that you were kind of wowed by or just be like, yeah, that was a good fit? I thought Boston's trade was pretty decent. I, the Rays always seem to always seem to find ways to get players to kind of build around. Um, you know, when I look when I look overall at a bunch of these trades, like the Dodgers didn't do anything to impress me. Like they brought in what one player, right. and he's like just a a role player more than anything, right? The Boston picking up uh, Kashner from Baltimore, he, he's like a. a reliable arm although the jays lit him up last time he's in town <laughs> but um i mean baltimore is just like a, a, a just a dump, dumpster fire anyways you know what i'm gonna call will be the trade that benefits this team the most tanner rourke in oakland yeah i think he's gonna have he's gonna have that mike fires effect remember when fires went to oakland at the deadline last year came in and looked amazing and then uh and then like pitched really well even in the wild card like what? i don't know if you remember that but no, tanner rourke tanner rourke i think projects to be that same guy i think he's a better pitcher than given credit and in oakland rather than since he i think he'll do something how do you th- how do you feel the cubs did they picked up maldonado um from kansas city and then they also picked up Derek holland from san francisco i think those are just both depth players for them right Who they like, also picked up from someone from detroit um Castellanos. Castellanos, thank you, yeah. Castellanos. So, like, that's one of the bigger trades that we should probably touch on. Tony Kemp as well they picked up. I mean, Chicago did some work on that. I mean, they, they need to spice They up. added outfield depth. Right. That's for sure. Like okay. Kemp and Castellanos. Castellanos, a guy, A, always fucking hit well against the Jays. So, I mean, I'm sure that can help in, in hitter-friendly Wrigley Field, but... And they didn't give up much. They didn't give no. up much, right? But, I mean, they really have to rebound their, I mean, their very impressive 2016 win. 2015 yeah. win? No, the the Cubs really, the Cubs do. The one thing that I didn't like is I feel like their bullpen still doesn't look great to me. Their big bullpen addition is Kimbrel, and he doesn't look like he's caught up and ready right. yet. It's like, gonna mind you, that's going to take some more time, some but... Time, yeah. He better be ready come playoff time. Yeah. Because if he's not ready come fucking playoff time, then you've essentially wasted one year at, what, like 15 million almost a year. Yeah. Um, I thought both the the Marlins and the Rays actually did decent. 
to be honest. Like, Both given teams. yeah, given that the Marlins are rebuilding, like I thought, you know, they gave away a key pitcher. Like he looks great so far since he's been called up, and uh, Zach Allen goes to the Diamondbacks. A little weird to me. Like, hey, Diamondbacks, good. Lost Grinky, bring in Gallon. That looks good for them. But once again, the Diamondbacks aren't going to be competitive for another four or five years. Yeah. Like, this guy's going to be, at, like, what, arbitration three? And by I, the time they're I competitive, really don't it's going to be a Strowman situation. Yeah, and I don't really know what Miami's doing. Like, I can't figure it out. I feel like they've been rebuilding for, like, three seasons with, like, nothing to really show. I think, the, I think that their rebuild just didn't work that well, so... They're now extending it longer, which is why they traded this rookie who looks phenomenal. Right. For that, mind you, pitching in Miami, you know, even though they bring the fences in, it's still not, uh, it's still yeah. not a hitter's haven, right? So, and then they get uh, Sanchez, Jesus, Jesus, Je- Jesus, <laughs> um, and he looks, he looks legit too. Like this is a guy that you could potentially build an organization around if he develops the way you hope. Right. So, um, okay, dude, do you have any other trade you want to go over? Uh, I think the Atlanta did a good job with green. Mm-hmm. Atlanta bolstered their bullpen. Like they got melancholy and green for like nothing. That, and that, that's always going to help when you have the ability to, um, add that, add that depth that you're going to need. I, Atlanta is, is, I'm curious about overall how Atlanta is going to present themselves come playoff time with, a fair amount of inexperience on the a field. A lot of young players. I, hey, Freddie Freeman's going to carry that team. Is that what's going to happen? I love Freddie Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of my favorite players in baseball. He, he's, he, he's one of those good guys, right? you got to hope for the best with that guy. Yeah, and... yeah man. I, I always like somehow wish that somehow like in yeah. two years or something when the Jays are competitive and we need a first baseman, we somehow get Freddie Freeman. Like I had great defensive player hits for 300 plus every year yeah. walks a hundred plus great times guy. on top. Like, and like the power is he doesn't try for power. It just comes. That's the other thing too. Like he never looks like he's trying to swing for a home run. He always just looks like he's trying to put the ball in play. Okay. Let's talk quickly about the blue Jays before we end this sucker. Blue Jays right now the are Jays. currently 43 and 67 on the season. Wow. Wow. So what are we looking at? We're looking at like another like 50 games before the season's over? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. Do you think the Blue Jays can get to... Uh, you said 43 and 67? Yeah. That is, uh, that is 52 games left in the season. That's, that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> They're, well, they're currently playing one game that looks like they're going to win. I think they're up like 11-2 right now. Yeah. So. 44. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they're almost, they're almost 40. Actually, the, if you counted that against Tampa Bay last week, you would have laughed at him because they ended up losing that game. But let's say, okay, let's just say that the uh, 52 le- games left in the season, where do you see this team ending their season? I just hope we have 70 wins. I don't think, I don't think we're going to. I just I hope I hope we can play like 500 ball with what's left. I hope um, 500 balls. That's a wishful thinking. I, I think I'm thinking. It's a dream. I think, I think like, we'll probably be at like 62 wins. We're probably going to play like four. Their winning percentage, ball. yeah, their winning percentage is just under 400. Yeah. I think it's probably going to stay like that. They're going to steal games from non-contenders, like they did. Like they're they're. I'm telling you, they're going to sweep the the Baltimore Orioles in four games. There, so that and that's like a string of eight games in a row winning. Like they, they won the last game against Tampa, that and that's that's great. Like eight eight game winning streak will probably be the highlight of the, the the Blue Jays season this year. And I'm hoping that those young studs can at least have some highlights that they can be that they can hang their hat on. I would love to see 70 wins. I, I think just, I, I don't see it happening, but I hope like that's the dream of mine. Yeah. But you know what? If you're gonna tank, tank properly. That's what I always say, yeah. right? So like 50 wins. Guys, you're only allowed to win six more games for the rest of the year. So, so Ba had them at 64 last last time we sat down, and I had them at 58. Yeah, the, the, I, I think like, they'll pass 58. I was like, I could see them being right around like 60, 62, 63 wins realistically. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like if if they can have a pretty like 66 wins might be like the ideal. Let's say I had them at I had them at the beginning of the season. I had them at 80 wins. Ball had them at 77 wins. Wow. Yeah, 80 wins is probably going to be very, 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 very not possible. Yeah, yeah, that may be tough. 
That may be just a tad tough. Okay, let me just write this down. I see 66 wins. All right, let's wrap this sucker off. This is an hour-long Jays edition, trade edition. If you got all the way through this, shoot me a message on Instagram or and Facebook, and I will send you whatever's left in the merch box. Brian, thank you so much I'm for doing this, man. I'm going to up on Instagram and get some merch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything you need? What do you need? Oh, I'm good. All right. Um, got any shows coming up? Uh, no, no, none, uh, did one show recently that just try out some new material. Yeah. See how it goes. I've written a ton of new stuff. It's just been, uh, work's been crazy, man. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get you and we'll talk real, real talk. We'll talk comedy and a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So for Brian, I'm Anthony. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out Blue Jade Edition. We were hoping to get something from Bob Walker. It didn't end up happening. So with that being said, thank you as always for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out.